What up, it's your boy Tony Sumo coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out of the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes. Now use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammo in your life. It'll cure what ails you. And check out tiki-tribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I tribe.com for all your ready-made meal solutions. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And if you use the code Tiny Sumo, you can get 20% off in store with those guys now. And me, I'm your boy Tiny Sumo. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So let me get down with my guest. You! Hey, mate, what's going on? Sorry, brother, how's it going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Hey, dude, firstly, big congratulations. I know I saw you at the fights, but I just want to reiterate, I know I'm sure that you had a lot of people come up to you after the fight. But massive congratulations because the performance the other night was uh, very strong. So, got to be happy with that. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was very, uh, you know, I was happy, but there was also some things that I saw that, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't happy about. So, all no, we, can go, we can go over that because that's what I want to talk about anyway. Because I think leading into the fight, too, coming off the previous fight as well, you know, having that, that first loss in MMA. You know, to then sort of come back and have this type of performance against a strong competitor, I think that speaks volumes about you as a fighter too. To come back from that, to to come and have another title fight, next one up, main event spot, strong opponent, and put on the clinic that you put on. Like I said, that says a lot about you. I think. Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely had that uh, that monkey on my back throughout the whole thing. I was actually I uh, listened to uh uh. Uh, the fighter that uh, lost to to John Jones recently, uh, can't remember his name. Is the the bald guy? Um, yep. And he said that he felt like uh, he felt like he was walking around naked, and it's like it's literally that like you you feel exposed, like everyone's sort of looking at you a bit differently and everything. It's just it's all in your head, but you just I know mean, you got this weird feeling about you, and um, so I definitely wanted to to make make that right again to get that feeling off, and. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a process, you know, to build the confidence back up and to, um, you know, I was jumping into different comps in like boxing and kickboxing and just comps just to try to, you know, build build that uh, that belief back that I could actually go out there and perform. And, and it showed on the night because I think to looking at you from a confidence level perspective, whether or not that, that was something that you were actively trying to portray to your opponent, to the crowd or whatever it may have been, you know, looking at you from the outside, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, no, he looks like he's got, he looks like he's got the mojo going. He looks like he feels good. You know, it, it looked like there was a distinct game plan in the fight. You know, you, it didn't look like you carried anything negatively from the previous fight, and that's got to be hard too. I mean, you know, you have that, you have that first loss to then sort of come back and to be put back in the spotlight too. XFC's inaugural Melbourne show, headlining the card, belt on the line. You know, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, uh, I'm you know I'm real thankful. Like as I said, like when we we spoke earlier in the year about you know fighting for the title for the my very first time, I was like title and main event. But I've, I've carried all that experience in. So now, um, you know, fighting main event, fighting for a belt, all that stuff. It's just it, it's things that you know external things that just don't really me as much as probably what they they used to so uh, i was really more 
more focused on just performing. That was that was really the, the key focus throughout this whole um, training camp and, and everything was just, I just want to go out there and perform the, the way I know I can perform. Nice. That's a good mentality to have. And I think that's a mentality that, you know, would be beneficial for a lot of fighters to carry over. And a lot of fighters aren't able to sort of, I guess, separate themselves from the moment of, like you said, main event slot, title fight. It's something that you've been able to externalize and go, that's just something else that's on the side. I've just got to worry about me and what I can do in the cage. Yeah, exactly. Like even when, yeah, I wasn't even thinking, I like I, I, I almost forgot that there was a belt on the line. Like it was just all, I was just focused so much on my opponent and just getting the job done that, yeah, it was, you know, and yeah, as far as being main event, you know what I mean? It's like, I just see it as being on, it's, just like fighting any other time of the, of, of the night, whether you're first fight or the, or the last fight, it's all about the fight. Nice. No, that's good. And there was a thing too. Well, one of the things I found very interesting about the XFC card, uh, big shout out to Wayne and Wombat. They did a fantastic job. It was a fantastic card, top to bottom, good venue. Everything was really good. So a uh, big shout out to those guys. One of the things I found very interesting too was that they had the amateur title fight on top of pro fight. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, um, yeah, I think that was Wayne's decision to have uh, to have the the title fight. The amateur guys go go out at the end. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a um, interesting, you know. Uh, but you know, those guys know what they're doing because I think we uh, we stole the show at the end. Absolutely, dude. That, like I said, that main event that had me on my feet. That was a fantastic fight. And I think too, with the level of MMA that was on show, right? So we say the word amateur, but you know, watching that fight, if you would have taken the shin guards off and told me that was a pro title fight on a on a on a regional promotion, I would have been like, Yeah, of course it is. Of course, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have you know been out of place if you had told me it was pros. I would have gone, Yeah, cool, good fight. Fantastic skill, you know, all of the elements were involved in that fight. I think that it, it was more than worthy of being a main event. And that's not taking anything away from the guys that fought professionally earlier in the card, but I'm like, yeah, no, that was the main event fight. You know, that was that was quite clearly the main event fight in my eyes. Yeah, well, it's good to good to hear because like to get that sort of feedback because that's what that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to now get to a point where the distinction between being an amateur and being a pro is, is you know, starting to become thinner. Where because mm. um, that's the whole that's the whole point is to make your amateur career the transition to professional seamless and, you know, um, make it a good transition so that when you do go into the pros, you're you're there and you're ready to make a statement. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I think, you know, with the popularity of MMA now and, and everything like that, a lot of the guys are almost sort of treating, they're treating the amateur career the way it should be treated too. A lot of, a lot of the really good guys I see coming through and they're going, no, no, this is my apprenticeship. This is the point where I make mis- If I'm going to make mistakes, this is where I want to make them. This is my learning curve. All those sort of things. Because it's, if you look at any other sort of amateur combat sport, it, it's not as big of an issue. You go, oh, look, yeah, he's had 300 amateur fights. or he, He's lost a certain amount of them. That's sort of just what happens. Because when I get to the pros, I want it to be, like you said, seamless transition. And we've all seen guys that have gone pro too early and they haven't learned those things earlier on. And you don't want to be making those mistakes on big shows when there's money on the line, where there's career opportunities on the line, 
you know, signing with a bigger organisation, whatever it may be. Getting out of the way yeah. early, that's what you want to do for sure. Yeah, well, it depends what you want to get out of this sport. You know, mm. like for me, it's like I do want to, I do want to hit those big shows. I do want to, um, you know, I, I want to, I want to get real far in this thing. So, mm. you know, I'm taking it seriously, which means, as you said, taking your apprenticeship seriously. It's mm. putting in the hard, hard work early so that, you know, it sets you up better for the future. Mm. And look, that shows too, I think in your previous site to this one, you've taken that learning experience and you've gone, okay, this, I need to do this, this or this, I need to think this way, act this, do whatever, the ch- whatever changes need to be made, you've made them. And then when you've come into this fight, you've looked a million bucks. So let's talk about the fight too, because there's, I mean, there's a couple of moments that particularly stand out to me. Before you break down the fight for me, I just want to know whether they were sort of, they, I, I want to know if the game plan was that. One of the things that stood out to me was the amount of body shots you were throwing. Yeah, well, that was definitely because, um, you know, I've been working now. I've had the privilege to work with uh, Nick Curra, uh, who's, who's an amazing uh, kickboxer, you know, former fighter of his own, but now he's, he's an amazing coach. And, um, you know, I showed him some footage and, and just things that we saw from him was that, you know, he, he was open to the body shot with these, the the a uh, bit of a Muay Thai high guard, um, so that was something that we were we were hoping to take advantage of, and it just wears the person out, you know. Um, I spent a lot of time working on my cardio and working on my conditioning, and so I'm like, well, if I can make the conditioning even worse for them, and put on a pace and just work their body and their legs, you know, it can, it can be a real rough night for them. It showed, man. I mean, I think as the fight went on too, especially when you ended up getting the finish. I think it showed, I think the, the body shots were money in the bank, um, knees, but also the, the one thing I liked, I liked that like long right hook to the body. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that, that, that kind of, that one was kind of just spontaneous. I guess maybe having, having a bit of a reach advantage in this fight as, as opposed to my other fights, I was able to yeah. land that even in sparring. I'm never, I'm always the smaller guy. So to be able to, I think it was just a opportunity that I just took, uh, within the fight. Mm. No, it looked really good. I was really enjoying it. That was one of the things that I sort of took away from the fight. For one, obviously, it's money in the bank and it's a shot that works, but I also view it as like a confidence shot. Um, a lot of times I'm like, ah, he's, he's confident. He's, he's, got his, he's got his distance. He's able to pick shots. If you're able to land that sort of like long body shot, I'm like, ah, cool. He, he's got his range. He's got his timing. He's feeling good in there. And I think that showed the, as the fight went on especially. Yeah, exactly. The only reason why I was landing that shot was because I was getting react, getting him to react with shots to the head. So he had that mm. guard up, and then I was able to, you know, land that land that long long hook to the body. No, it was really good. Right, so look, walk me through the fight then from start to finish. I want to I want to hear your recollection of the fight. Let's talk about that armbar too. Have you <laughs> have you watched it back? Yeah, I watched it back, and I showed my coach John Donahue. He wasn't very happy happy about it, but <laughs> no, I was I was one of many people. My feet though, because I was sure the arm snapped from where yeah. I was watching. I'm like, oh my! But so walk me through the fight then. All right. Well, um, start of the fight. Uh, I felt I felt good. I felt sharp. I was landing. Um, I landed uh, some good kicks early on. Um, and uh, but then he he shot him for a takedown, and I saw an opportunity for a guillotine. Well, I felt the opportunity for a guillotine. His neck was there. Um, he was like felt like he was overcommitted to one side. So I was like, well, like I'll just I'll just snap this opportunity, and um, you know, and, and one thing about me is when people, if people have seen sort of my previous fights, is that I'll always, 
I'll always hunt for the finish. <laughs> you know, and um, when I when I hunt, hunted for the guillotine in this one, obviously I end up on my back, and uh, he did a real good job at defending it. I adjusted and uh, and then was able to hold me down really well by uh, by trapping my bottom leg. I wasn't able to get my leg free, and um, and yeah, he was landing some ground and pound. But um, but you know, like in in this build up, I've 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 sparred uh, Mal McDowell and um, Alex Romano and Abdul, and it's like when you get ground and pounded by those guys, it's like getting ground mm. and pounded by someone similar weight doesn't doesn't feel like anything. <laughs> um, you know, especially especially that especially Alex Romano, like that guy hit fucking ridiculously hard. He hits like like a middleweight or something. I don't know what Dude, type of power yeah, he has, but shout um, out because he's got that yeah. what is it like a seven second um, shadow realm KO from XFC. Yeah, where he murdered that guy. That was <laughs> oh my that god, one, but, that um, guy's still asleep. That that <laughs> yeah, shot he's well. sleeping somewhere. Shout out, yeah, shout so out, to, yeah, shout out to him because that was a crazy shot. Yeah, so it's like being on the bottom. In, of those guys, like I was, I was definitely well prepared for for that, for being in that situation, and to and to stay calm and keep my composure, you know, not freak out, not give up anything. Um, especially like sometimes you give up stuff on when you're trying to desperately get up to your feet. I just stayed calm. I knew I wasn't really taking much damage, but I was definitely losing the round, which is you know something that you never want to do. So, um, eventually I was able to get up to my feet, and um, and that's that's when I decided to straight away make him work i was like well he's i'm not it's it's pretty hard to win the round at this stage because it's right towards the end um unless i do something drastic but i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna make him at least feel a bit a bit tired you know by working those knees to the body um and to press him up against the cage and and make him work a little bit um and then uh so that was the end of the first round i knew i'd lost it um so i definitely had to to pick it up strongly in the in, in the second round uh, which I did with the uh, started landing some combinations, um, and then Nick was telling me again to you know work work mix it up head like head body head, um, and uh, and I was starting to and I started to feel confident uh, when I was landing because I was landing and um, even the shots he was landing I could feel that he was kind of getting a little bit slowing down a little bit and he didn't really have as much. Uh, much power to his punches anymore so that's when i started being able to walk him down a little bit and uh just and just and that and that's what gave me more confidence to go for the body because i i could see the actual visible effect on it so i'm like all right if this is working i'll just keep going to it um because he was tough he was taking the headshots really well so i was like well i gotta i'll work the body instead and uh and then we got into a grappling exchange and then so i started to mount some of my own grappling offense got a takedown and then got into that mount position and uh, and went hunted for that arm and uh, that's where I was trying everything. I, I was moving it to the side of the hip, putting it under my arm. Uh, then I, I actually like lifted the the wrist high, you know, like I, I lengthened my arms out and tried to snap snap the thing. Um, he did a good job. At, there was a moment in it where I think the, like the commentators and a lot of people from the crowd probably thought that it snapped, but he actually rolled his elbow. Um, just in, just like he timed it well, almost like a hitchhiker escape, just as I as I pulled down on it. Mm. Um, so I think he did a good job at adjusting his wrist to avoid, like, avoid the arm snapping. But as I said, there were some technical mistakes that I made with the like details of finishing it, um, which again you just revise and learn from. 
And um, that was the end of that round. Third round, again, you know, I was feeling real confident at that point. I felt, I felt like he was, he didn't really have much, much left. And um, and I and I felt, I I tend to get stronger as as the fight goes on. And uh, and yeah, again, just work those leg kicks. Obviously, they were scoring, and he wasn't really answering with it. So I just kept kept throwing them, kept working again, the, the mixing up to the body and the head. Um, and uh, he overcommitted to a shot because I, I could probably probably the stand up wasn't going too well for him, so he went for the takedown, and uh, uh, that's when I was able to secure the the choke and get the finish. Nice. Well, it was a beautiful performance. I was definitely one of those people that um thought the arm broke. I was up on my yeah. feet screaming because I'm like, holy shit! Like, but like you said, now when I watch it back, I'm like, ah, oh, I see the moment we're talking about where he's able to, like you said, almost that like hitchhiker. Movement just with the arm, though obviously he's not able to sort of roll out, right? Yeah. Um, but no, beautiful performance. Um, really strong. You know, I I could tell the changes you were making throughout the fight. And like I said, there was things that I watched I really enjoyed about it from a technical aspect and probably more from a mindset aspect. I'm like, yeah, good. That looks good. I can see where your mind's at when you're doing it. That's a positive thing. So very happy with that. I mean, obviously, the year's almost over, though, right? So we're, we're getting towards the end of 2019. But what's the plans now? Anything in the pipeline that we should know about 2019, 2020? What's the go? Yeah, well, I've got a, a nice announcement to make right here. Um, I'm going to be uh, entering the uh, IMAP World Championship, which is in oh. uh, only a couple of weeks away. Shit, in awesome. Bahrain. That's fantastic, man. <laughs> yeah. Not only am I competing it, but I'm going to be actually competing at a more suited weight class. I've been in uh, 52 kilos in the strawweight division. So I've been wow. finding these guys, you know, in the 56 kilos, who that most of them, I think, sort of drop a little bit to get to the weight, whereas I've been sitting, you know, pretty comfortably under the weight. So, yeah, not only are we going to be competing for Australia, but I'm going to be competing in a weight class where I think I can do some real damage. That's awesome, man. That's very exciting. And you got the teammates over there as well. So shout out to the boys that are over there with you because we've seen a fantastic team. I think we've got, what, four Vic boys on the team that yeah. I know of? Um, I don't. I, I'm not sure everyone is gone, but apparently it's our it's our biggest biggest team to, uh of, of all time. So very exciting times for Team Australia. I could be wrong, but I want to say Abdi, uh, Alex, and Corey are uh, going over as well. I could be wrong. I know Abdi is. Yeah, yeah no, I'm pretty Abdi sure the other boys Corey, are too. Yeah, I think Corey is. Um, I think Alex uh hurt himself. So I don't know if he's uh, okay. in it. Ah, unfortunate, but that's... All. Look, hey, exciting news that you're going over, man. That's really cool. I look forward to uh, seeing the results in that, man. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be, like, just one of those... Like, I, I remember I interviewed at the start of the year, you know, you told me what was the plan for the year, and I said it was going to be a big, big year for me, big, you know, year in developing, and that's exactly what it's been. I've, you know, I've faced a lot this year, you know, main event, title fights, losing, had my first thoughts, having to come back from that, and now... I'm going to end the year off with uh, the biggest tournament in amateur MMA. That's awesome, man. That's fantastic to hear, dude. I'm very excited to see it. Um, very well-deserved, dude. Uh, so, hey, look, before we wrap it up, you know the drill. Anyone you want to mention, plugs, mention, shout-outs, let them know now, and we will tag them in when the video goes up. Yeah, no worries. I'll just um, mention my sponsor, Basin Balance, uh, a yoga yoga studio based here in, uh, at John Donahue Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. Uh, 
they're doing some cool stuff. They're gonna be they're gonna be posting some videos and stuff of uh stretches and things that you can do to help like your recovery before training, after training, help your flexibility with uh jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and stuff. So real cool stuff. And uh obviously with you know, traveling and all this world championship stuff, I'm very open to any new sponsors who wanna jump on board and uh and help help uh help me reach my goals. Nice. Get on there, any potential sponsors, hit up Hit up Troy and uh, get involved. Support the scene. Thanks, mate. No worries, old man. Thank you very much for coming on. Like I said, big congratulations on the uh, title win, and uh, I look forward to seeing the world, man. Uh, well Thanks deserved. Thanks a lot, mate. All right, talk soon, brother. Cheers. All right, see ya.